we have had some unique response to the message title out on the sign in front of the church this week. My sermon title is Open Under New Management. <laughs> A person came into the office and wondered who the new owners were going to be. It's been most interesting. But the story was really born at a restaurant. I was a customer. When I went in, I was kind of on my own, it looked like, and found a table with a dirty tablecloth. And there's nothing worse than eating at a table with a dirty tablecloth. It sort of takes your appetite away. You really wonder who was there before you. You really wonder what happened there. It was a bad start. Now, when the waitress came up, number two negative point, her uniform was not clean. It looked like she overslept and really didn't have much time to do anything but race to the car and get to the job. And she put on the apron that the girl on the shift before her had used, I think. And her service wasn't good either. When we got to the food, well, let's just forget that, shall we? I made a vow. I said, I will not come back here again. Months later, I was driving by that same building when something caught my attention. A sign in the window said, open under new management. I thought, hmm, could it really change? I tried it again. I'm an adventuresome sort, so I walked in, and I want you to know a very nice-looking young man greeted me at the door. I was not on my own. I had a host. He escorted me very graciously to a table which had a lovely, freshly pressed table, cloth, no one had been there before me. And when the waitress came, ooh, ooh, <laughs> thank God for little favors. She was beautiful, clean, sharp. She seemed to care about me. Her service was excellent, and the food was mm, tantalizingly good. I have been back. Now, the whole thing surrounds one simple statement, open under new management. 
there was somebody new at the top. And he cared about people. And he cared about his business. And in a few months, he had set everything in order in that business that failed. Now, when we apply that to the realm of the spiritual, our theological minds take hold of 2 Corinthians 5, 17. He that is in Christ is under new management. Now, that's not what you read in the King James, but that, that's King Cole's version. He that's in Christ is open under new management, old things, dirty tablecloths, poor service, bad food, passed away, and all things are new. What a difference. Do you know about that miracle? God created this world out of chaos. He brought a cosmos. It was void and useless, but he made something wonderful out of it, and in it he put man and made him in his own image. But man has marred that image by bad choice. And man is like that restaurant, really of little worth. There is dirt, very little to offer. But along comes this creative God again, and he says, I can make you over. I can hang a sign on your life. Open under new management, and as many as received him to them, he gave the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. And so he creates something entirely new. Paul speaks of it as a new man. And I like it. How about you? If you are here today without that experience, if you're watching me by television, without that experience, you can have that experience of being a new creature in Christ Jesus. It happens when a man gets a new manager. Old things pass away and all things become N-E-W new. And I want to share five things in the time we have together that takes place when you have this new manager in your life. It may not appear to you that we have time to do this this morning, but we do. <laughs> we do. Because I'm going to make sure we do. And you want me to, don't you? Sure you do, of course. That's why you've come. So let's get with it. Number one, when this new manager comes on the scene, you don't enjoy the dirt anymore. You don't enjoy the filth anymore. 
So theologically we say, under new management, the person doesn't enjoy sin anymore. One time, you see, he delighted in it. He enjoyed it. It was the thing that motivated him. Then one day he meets Jesus, falls in love with him, and he finds out how Jesus feels about sin. And it's sin that nailed him to a cross, that crucified him. And that man that comes under new management, realizing what the manager feels, decides to clean up his act. And he becomes a new creature in Christ. Dr. W.A. Criswell is one of the great preachers and pastors of our time. He has been for over 30 years the pastor of the great First Baptist Church in Dallas, Texas. When he was in college, he pastored a rural church near the college where he was receiving his training, and in that little church there was a family by the name of Davison. There were numbers of boys in the Davison family, and all of them were in the church. And one day Dr. Criswell was complimenting one of the Davison boys about the activity of that whole family in the church and what a blessing they were in the community. And he said, how is it that all of you are in Christ and active in the church? And this Davison boy told him the story. He said, well, when we were younger, we used to go to town every Saturday night. We would carry our pistols in our belts. And we would go in and drink and fight. And we would tear up the town and have a blast. And one night, we came home late. And as we tied up the horses in the corral and made our way to the house, we heard a noise over in the grove near to the house. And we went over to see what was there. And we found our mother on her knees praying for her wayward son. We lifted her up from the cold ground and took her into the house and said, Mother, please don't do this. It's not good for you to be out in the cold of the night. And our mother said to us, Sons, every night you go into town to booze it up, I am going to go to the grove and I will be on my knees praying for you until you come to Christ. The next Saturday night they went to town, but they didn't enjoy it quite as much as the week before. For all the while they were there, they thought of a mother on her knees in a cold grove, and they went home early. And the next Saturday night they went back and enjoyed it less and went home earlier and met their mother in the grove and to a man they said, Mother, show us how to know this Christ. We want to be saved. And she prayed every one of us into the kingdom of God and we never went back to town on Saturday night with our pistols in our bottles again. That is why all of the Davisons are in the church, and all of them love God, and all of them are active. 
You see, that's what happens when a new manager comes on the scene. He cleans up from the inside out. And people become, as Paul said, new creatures until all of the old is passed away and everything new becomes real and wonderful in the life. Now, if a sin can hurt a mother like that, think of what it can do to the Savior who died for that sin, who bled and suffered that we might be free from our sin. So if we love him, we will remember that our sin is crucifying him afresh, and the result will be that we hate sin and we love righteousness, and we want to follow the order of the new manager, which is clean and right. Check up on yourself. The second thing is that you will love the gospel under this new manager. Just like in the restaurant, the employees love the menu that they're able to lay in front of people and love the testimony of the establishment because it's successful. So it is with the Lord Jesus Christ. You love his gospel. And what is the gospel? It's good news about Jesus Christ. I like Pastor Brooks' church name, Good News Assembly. We are here to give you good news. The real Christian never tires hearing about the Lord Jesus. Some people I do not understand. They profess to be Christians, but they never come to hear the gospel. Or rarely come to hear the gospel. I don't understand that. If we love Christ, we ought to love his gospel because it's his good news and we can't wait to come and hear it. I love it when people come and say, I love to come and hear you tell the good news of the gospel. If you were to walk into the libraries of some pastors, you would find shelves of books on psychiatry and psychology and counseling, but very few about the gospel. The way you can tell if a man is a real gospel preacher is whether he makes much of Jesus Christ whether he talks about the good news, whether it is plain that men are lost in their sins, that there's a heaven to gain and a hell to avoid. We need that kind of church. We need that kind of preacher. People who want to hear the gospel, the good news. When I met Mary Ann Von Moose, many years ago, I wanted everyone to know about Mary Ann down by the seashore sifting sand. <laughs> My Mary Ann. I talked about her to everybody. I wrote about her to my mother who thought that I was too young. And what mother doesn't? And I was, but I didn't know it. I was in love. I had good news. I found her out of all of this world. I found her, and it only took me 18 years to find her. 
Some of you are still looking. Like Chris Howard. But some of us are convinced sooner than others and make up our minds quicker than others. I wanted everyone to know about Mary Ann. So it is when you meet Jesus, you want everybody to know about his gospel, how wonderful he is the change that he makes when the new manager comes in, you fall in love with the gospel. Check up on yourself. Thirdly, this person holds a different attitude toward others under new management. When I walked in the first time, it was as though I wasn't even there. Second time, I was very important. I felt love. Toward the unsaved, we feel love when we are under new management. We want people to know Christ. Suppose a hotel was on fire and you saw a fireman carry a person down the ladder to safety. Your reaction would be, thank God another life has been saved in that fire. Check up on yourself. Do you care about the lost? We've asked you to zero in on people for the Bill McKee crusade coming in May. Are you doing it? Do you care about people? When you come under his management, you hold a different attitude toward others. Then, of course, the Christian has an attitude of love toward any color of person, any cultural background of person, educated or not. Black or white, red or yellow, it does not matter. A person under his management doesn't hate anyone and loves everyone, and it's the answer for the world's ills, because that's the way the manager is. He loves everybody. He died for everybody, and he's willing to receive anybody. In the New Testament, John 13, 35, the word is, by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, because you have love one for another. And in 1 John 3.14, we know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. Last Wednesday night, as we were studying Romans 16, we had a wonderful exercise in the Bible study as we looked at the first part of Romans 16, where Paul talked about Phoebe, his beloved sister in the Lord, and commended her unto the Roman church and said to those Romans, receive her as you would receive the Lord. And I had everybody stand Wednesday night and go around and receive someone they'd never received before. Move out of the clique, move from the south side to the north side, destroy this north and south church kind of concept where we sit in one place all the time and never meet or receive anybody else. 
And that's one of the neat things about a packed church. I told the people Wednesday, I sit up here and just chuckle inside on Sunday morning when some of you walk in your aisle and look at your row and it's full and you get so disgusted. <laughs> and you have to go back and do another turn. Hallelujah. I love it. It'll break us out of our ruts until we're receiving whomsoever will. That's what the gospel is about. The person under new management receives others as they would receive the Lord. And remember he said that you may entertain angels unawares when you entertain strangers. Check up on yourself. The fourth thing you're going to love this one. This person under new management learns the joy of giving. You see, what I saw, and I had never seen it in quite this light before, what I saw in this restaurant I've referred to is that the new owner wanted to give to the patrons that came there good service, good food, cleanliness, he was concerned not about what was put into the cash register first, but what he gave to the people who came in first. You know that works in any business, in any life. Jesus said, it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. Some of you to whom I am speaking today refuse to give God's way and wonder why things are hard for you. God said, I will give you strength to make money. You bring me my part, and I will pour out the blessings into your life. It just works that way. When you come under his management, you find it a joy to give. Moths do not flee your billfold when you open it. Because you're happy to give. That's why we're here, to be giving people. A girl gave $5 in a missions offering at Christmas time, leaving her only a small amount in her pocket. Then she thought of the prize necklace that was around her neck, and something within her said, give it. She put it in the offering, and it was sold by the church for $40. That was Sunday. On Monday, that girl who was away from home received in the mail a $50 check from her home church as a little Christmas bonus. If you're good at arithmetic, you will know already she was ahead $5. She got everything back plus five more. Now, that's not unusual. Who's managing your affairs? Who's managing your finances? Who's managing your business? Who's managing your home? Who is managing your life? He that is in Christ is a new creature. The old poverty is passed away, and riches become a part of his life. And I mean more than just dollars. There's a lot more that has to do with riches in life than just dollars and cents. 
It has to do with relationships. It has to do with the flow of your life. It has to do with the joy that comes as you learn to give of yourself and of what God puts in your hand. Number five, I told you we'd make it. He transfers his major interests from earth to heaven. You see, the people want to please the manager. They want to honor the wishes of the manager. Before, it was not that way. The unsaved, the people who care not for the Lord, are only interested in themselves, for the things of this world. But the Christian, under new management, lives for two worlds. He wants to make his life count here, and he knows that Jesus wants him to send up treasures ahead of time, where moth and rust do not corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. He wants us to have eternal reward. So we transfer our major interests from earth to heaven. Check up on yourself. As I have said before, I have had many, many funerals, and I have yet to see in an open casket on the chest of the deceased, the bank book, the balance, the piece of real estate noted on a piece of paper. I have yet to see any treasure in the coffin. Because all you take with you is a life lived for God. That's all. Listen to these lines. Out of this life I shall never take things of silver and gold that I make. All that I cherish and hoard away after I leave on the earth must stay. Though I have toiled for a painting rare to hang on my wall, I must leave it there. Though I call it mine and I boast its worth, I must give it up. When I quit the earth, all that I gather and all that I keep, I must leave behind when I fall asleep. And I often wonder what I shall own in that other life when I pass alone. What shall they find and what shall they see in the soul that answers the call for me? Shall the great judge learn when my task is through that my spirit had gathered some riches too? Or shall at the last it be mine to find that all I had worked for, I had left behind? When a millionaire died, someone asked the question, how much did he leave? A very wise friend said, he left it all. He left it all. And that is so true. Everything that you did for others in the name of Christ, every bit of service given, every soul won, every dollar contributed means that you are laying up treasures in heaven. Under new management, you transfer your interests from the world to heaven. I want you to know how valuable that is. Last Sunday night, right here in this auditorium, a man sat in church. 
the uncle of one of our Bible school students by the name of Lori, an unsaved man, first time here, felt God in this place, responded to the appeal to give his life to Christ at this altar, made his commitment to Jesus, surrendered self and sin to the Son of God. Yesterday, he was killed. Five and one-half days later, in eternity, your dollars, your prayers, your being in church last Sunday night brought that person to Christ. Today, he's in heaven. That's what I'm talking about. Transferring your interests from this world to heaven, where that's what counts, that's what's important. People meeting Christ, preparing for eternity. What if we had closed down last Sunday night because there was no money to pay the light bill? What if we, like other churches around, would say, oh, we can do it all on Sunday morning? We'll give God our nod and be about our business. Oh, I shudder to think about that. But thank God, yesterday a man got promoted because there are some people in this fellowship who believe what I'm preaching today. Oh, that we might all move under new management. I do not understand the ways of God. I wish that uncle would have been able to come and stand here and testify about his conversion and that God would have given him years to serve after years of serving the devil. I wish that were true, but it is not. I do not understand that, but I bow to the sovereign will of God. What I'm grateful for is that he met the Lord in this place last Sunday night. And it further leads me to say, in conclusion, that not a person in this place and not a person who hears my voice through any means has any guarantee that next Sunday we'll be back, nor that tomorrow we'll see the light of day. It is time to seek the Lord. It is time to consider the testimony of the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians 5. He that is in Christ is new, and until you come to Christ, you're just searching for newness, and you'll never find it. You always come up short because there's no newness, there's no new management that really works outside of an encounter with Jesus Christ who knows the end from the beginning and everything in between and can make a person Brand new. I want you to bow your heads with me, please, all over the church. And I want you who are watching us by television to consider today the call of the gospel to your heart. Give me your heart, our Lord says. Do it today. That's my burden, my concern. This is your moment of opportunity.
Now, before I pray, because the Bible says the effectual fervent prayer of a man in right standing with God avails much, I want to pray for you. I want to pray intelligently. Therefore, I ask, how many of you in this audience today would say, Pastor Cole, I need this new manager. I need to give my life to Christ. I need to surrender to him my sin, myself and come under his divine control and start laying up treasures in heaven. I want to pray for you if that's your desire, your choice. I want you to raise your hand right now all over the building indicating that's your desire. Let me pray for you today. Come to Christ today. Raise your hand right now and let me see it. Thank you back down here. God bless you right here in front of me and back here toward the back under the balcony. Thank you. Hold them there until I see them. Then you may put them down. Raise them up. Thank you right here. God bless you, young lady. God bless you. Raise them up and hold them there until I see them. I need Christ, Pastor Cole. I need this new manager. Thank you back here to the left. God bless you. And over here in this right-hand section, God bless you there. Raise them up. Thank you in the balcony up in this section. God bless you there. How many more? I need Christ, Pastor Cole. I've heard the message. I believe it. And I surrender my life. Thank you back here under the balcony on my left. God bless you there and up in the balcony, way back. Thank you up there. God bless you. God bless you. Are there others? Raise them up quickly. There'll never be another moment quite like this moment for you. Take advantage of it. Here's my life, Jesus. Thank you back here in this area. Thank you. God bless all of you. How many of you would say, Pastor, I've received the Lord before, but I see now I need the manager to do a little more work, and I'm going to have his help. I want to lay up treasure in heaven more. Would you raise your hand? It's good that we dedicate ourselves anew. Yes, yes, all over the building, hands are being raised. God bless all of you. Now my heart reaches out to every one of you, and I'd like you to stand for my prayer. No one moving out. Let's reverence God and each other as we stand to our feet for prayer, everybody. Just stand steady in God's presence. Open your heart to him. Receive his forgiveness and receive his power. The new manager moves in, cleans up, shapes up, and we can hang out a new sign. Open under new management. It will happen in this moment. Your heads are bowed. Our eyes are closed. We're in tune with the Father. Let's ask him for those miracles needed. Jesus, we come to the Father in your name because that's the only way we can come. And we come asking you for miracles in this church and out beyond this church where people are listening by tape or watching us by television. We ask you for miracles of deliverance from sin and habit, things that oppress and pull us down. Come into the lives of these who have raised their hands. Become their Savior and Lord today and those that need strength. May they find it today to live as they know God would have them to live. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you that we can be under new management, not living according to our own strength, but according to yours and under your control and your direction. Thank you for the miracle now. 
in Jesus' name. Amen. I want those of you who have raised your hand, whether it's way up in the back of the balcony or back under the balcony, anywhere, I want you to come from where you're standing and take the hand of one of our ministers and by coming saying, I now change managers. I have a tape I want to give you and a booklet I want to put in your hand. It's important that you come, that you might indicate before God and these witnesses that you are making a change this day. Everyone Jesus called, he called publicly. He said, come, follow me. I'm asking you in his stead to come and make it public. As we sing this old invitation hymn, just step right out. Hundreds of loving people are here to encourage you. Come and take the hand of one of our ministers and say by coming, I'm going to follow him. Just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me. And as thou bidst me come to thee, O Lamb of God, I come, I come. It's always at this moment that the battle is fought and lost or won. Believers, you need to pray that God will help people move toward the altar. Satan will try to discourage. But I believe the Lord will win. We're going to sing another verse for those of you who have held back but know you need to be here and would like to come. Just put your foot in motion. Your body will follow. You'll be here very quickly. And God will bless you for it. And we'll rejoice together. Let's sing another verse. We'll wait while you come. Just as I am and waiting not to rid my soul of one dark blood to thee whose blood can cleanse each spot. I want everybody to bow their head and pray for themselves. You know where your life is in need of management and control. Will you talk to God about that now in the name of Jesus Christ? Right now, everybody, make an altar where you stand. Father, for these that have come, may your Holy Spirit now seal the word and the work. May they know they've passed from death unto life. May they know they're loved and are forgiven. May as they pray with the worker, may that peace abide. Hallelujah. And may they grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus. For all of the others that are here, God, I thank you for their coming. And may now you seal the work of the Spirit within and help us to hang out that sign open under new management. May we, we be light and salt in this world and bring honor to the Lord in whose name we pray.